Good evening and welcome to the Is It Just Me podcast. I am your host, Dr. Angie Inch. This podcast will entail truthful, transparent conversation about everyday life and the lessons learned. This podcast is for everyone from teenagers to the elderly. Some topics discussed may be rated R, but every conversation is based on living life and learning life lessons. Tonight's discussion is a rather serious topic and a very touchy subject, and it's going to be on childhood trauma. First, we need to discuss what is childhood trauma and why are so many people still healing from childhood trauma as adults? We also will discuss why are so many people apprehensive when it comes to addressing their childhood trauma and how do we heal from childhood trauma? But before I begin, I would like to state this disclaimer. Some of the topics discussed in this episode may be a trigger for some individuals, and I am not an expert, and everything that is being discussed is the independent opinion and reality of myself. The topic of childhood trauma is difficult because who wants to admit that they had a horrible, shitty, trauma-filled childhood? But the reality of it is that damn near half of young girls and boys have experienced some form of childhood trauma. I'm going to read a statistic from the National Institute for Children's Health Quality, and it states, studies show that about 15 to 43% of girls and 14 to 43% of boys go through at least one trauma. And of those children and teens who have had trauma, 3% to 15% of girls and 1% to 6% of boys have developed PTSD. Those statistics represent nearly half of American children. That's a lot of individuals who have experienced childhood trauma. And that's basically saying that just about every child has experienced some form of childhood trauma. To fully discuss childhood trauma, we need to define what is childhood trauma. And childhood trauma is defined as stressful or traumatic events stemming from abuse, neglect, household dysfunction, and toxic stress. Childhood traumas can include physical abuse, neglect, exposure to domestic violence, parental substance abuse, and abandonment. I know what my childhood trauma um, was, and I know that some adults don't want to admit that substance abuse or abandonment or domestic violence in their household was traumatic. So as a child, that's a form of childhood trauma. But addressing childhood trauma becomes difficult when you're an adult because you don't want to think about your traumatic childhood because, quote unquote, that was the norm for you and the families living around you. So I'm going to give an example. Growing up, I grew up in the height of the crack era, excuse me. So a lot of my friends' parents were abusing drugs also. And that was the commonality, though, for most of the kids at the time. But didn't seem like trauma. But when you sit back and you dive deep into what trauma is and what someone's household was like while their parents was on drugs, you realize that it is trauma because as a child, you were being neglected and there's a bunch of dysfunction going on in your household because your parent was on drugs. 
once again, as a child, you don't see it as trauma. But if you sit back and you think about it, when you have to eat breakfast and lunch at school and you have no dinner when you get home because there's no food at home, that's trauma. So many people have been taught to keep family business in the family. So kids suffer at home being neglected by not being fed or supervised properly. And they tend to grow up thinking that's normal. Now, we're going to unpack some things about childhood trauma. And the first thing that I want to state to anyone who has experienced any form of childhood trauma, that it was not your fault. At times, when traumatic things happen to us, we tend to blame ourselves. But the reality of it is you're a child and you're experiencing trauma, so it's not your fault. I always say being a parent does not come with a manual. It is not something anyone has went to school for or studied to master. So some traumas that happened during childhood were due to the lack of awareness and knowledge. Our grandparents and great-grandparents did what they thought was the best raising their children. So their children took what they learned from their parents and they passed it down to their children. And it's just continuously passed down from generation to generation. But you're not realizing some of the things are trauma-filled events that you're passing on to the next generation because you think what you're doing is right because you were taught that from your mother or your grandmother or your great-grandmother. And trying to have that conversation as an adult with your parent, they don't see anything wrong with the way that they raised you or, or how things were done. And the first thing they say is, oh, that's what I was taught, which is true. But we're at a time in life now where you can sit back and you can address certain things and you can really say, okay, yeah, I see how that was trauma. Again, some people pass trauma down from generation to generation, not knowing any better. And at times they refuse to accept accountability for the trauma that they have caused because in their eyes, they did the best that they could. My own personal story of dealing with childhood trauma has to do with my mother being incarcerated and my father battling drug addiction. Due to both of my parents being neglectful to me due to their life issues and the choices that they made, I end up growing up in foster care and living with different, a few relatives. I would not call them family because family does not treat you the way that some of my relatives that I lived with treated me. I was mistreated. Not all of them. One aunt that I lived with, and she didn't have any kids at the time. But she treated me like as if I was her kid. One aunt. That's it. The rest of my relatives treated me like shit. So we're not even going to talk about that. But all in all, my experience with childhood trauma was horrible. And it started when I was six years old living with my relative. At the time, you know, my mother started using drugs. She was selling drugs to get high as well. You know, robbing and stealing. She had the weight of the world on her shoulders. That's a whole nother topic what my mother had to go through for a whole nother episode. But anyway, she ended up succumbing to the stress of things. And instead of letting the child welfare system come in and take her kids, she thought she was making the right choice by letting us go and live with family, quote unquote family. They were relatives. She left her son with his paternal grandmother and myself and my uncle, which is um, my bruncle, brother uncle, because he was raised as my brother, we went to live with our great aunt. My mother thought allowing someone else to raise us would be better than her raising us since she was battling drug addiction. Little did she know 
The same aunt that she left us with was also battling drug addiction, but it was in secret and nobody really knew except for those closer to her. And her leaving us there ended up causing us to be abused. Not only did my great aunt physically abuse us for no reason, I was six years old and I was almost raped by my great uncle. Living with her was my first experience with childhood trauma, but it would not be my last. I went on to experience childhood trauma for the next nine years at the hands of different foster families and blood relatives. Me experiencing childhood trauma turned me into this angry little girl who didn't care about anything. When I say I didn't care about anything, I really didn't care about anything. I ended up going through life, living life on my terms, not listening to nobody, not listening to the foster parents, not listening to my relatives because I was mistreated and they really didn't want me in their fucking house anyway, let's be clear. Um, <clears throat> my mother ended up going to prison and when we reconnected while I was in foster care, that is when me and her developed the unbreakable bond that we had until the day she died. With me having that great bond with my mother, we talked about everything. And the way I ended up healing from my childhood trauma was understanding that none of the trauma that was inflicted upon me was my fault. It wasn't my fault that I had to live with my aunt or that I live in foster care. And honestly, it was my parents' fault. It was their decisions, their life choices that caused me to go through that. It caused them to abandon me. It wasn't my fault the people who chose to quote unquote take care of me mistreated me and didn't care about me none of what i experienced was my fault and when i came to terms with that it helped me heal a lot of the things you experienced weren't your fault and i could have spent the rest of my life walking through life being mad at my parents or i could have just forgave them because having that conversation and that bond with my mother i learned that she had experienced her own childhood trauma and her experience in her own childhood trauma caused her to pass trauma down to her children. My mother told me all these horrible things she experienced as a child. One of those things was she was molested by her mother's boyfriend when she was a young girl. And when she told her mother, her mother didn't believe her. Her not being able to have a security blanket or someone to be on her side when she was experiencing that traumatic event, it caused her to pass trauma on to her children because she didn't deal with her trauma. One thing I can say about my mother, God bless her soul. She was always honest with me. And no matter how bad the situation was, she <clears throat> was telling me the truth about what it was. And her being open and honest and letting me know certain things helped me deal with my own childhood and helped me to be a better mother to my child, to my children, not child because I have children. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't pass down any childhood trauma to my oldest two children because I honestly say I could have or I may have inflicted some childhood trauma onto them on, you know, before I was able to heal from my own childhood trauma. That trauma that I passed on to them would be beating them or hitting them whenever they did something wrong because that was the way I was disciplined when I was growing up. I was spanked or beat. Even though it didn't affect me, I just feel like they were just mean people who used to get beat by my aunt for no reason. However, that's not the case with my children. If I spanked them or I disciplined them, it was because they did something. However, I know that beating is a form of trauma because I'm inflicting pain on them, trying to teach them a lesson. And me inflicting the pain on them continuously can develop trauma. 
being spanked can take an emotional toll on anyone and cause trauma. But again, once I started to heal from my own childhood trauma, I made sure I adjusted how I parented my children because I didn't want them having to grow up to heal from their childhood as adult. You know, I wanted to raise children that did not have to recover from their childhood. Like I had to recover from mine. When dealing with childhood trauma, it is so easy to compartmentalize trauma or bury it so deep that you only get triggered by certain things that remind you of that trauma. That's why I stated in the beginning that some of the things or the topics discussed may be a trigger warning for individuals who haven't addressed their childhood trauma. That brings us to why are some people so apprehensive when it comes to addressing their childhood trauma? And the honest answer to that is some people don't want to admit they experienced the trauma because admitting that they went through trauma means that you must face the people who inflicted that trauma. And some people are still living in denial about their childhood. Let's be honest. Who wants to admit that they grew up abused or neglected? It's not too many people out there that's very transparent and are willing to admit that they grew up abused or neglected unless they've dealt with their childhood trauma and they can admit that no one wants to admit certain things happen to them so some people think by not being honest about the trauma that they that they have healed from it when in reality not dealing with the trauma is a coping mechanism to keep the childhood trauma hidden hiding the childhood trauma does not allow you to deal with it it just allows you to cope with it but are you really coping with it being that you're in denial that it happened. When a person experiences childhood trauma, they can carry those emotional scars with them into the future. But some people think if I act like the trauma never happened by suppressing it or trying to forget about it, that means I heal from it. No, that just means you're forgetting about it. You're suppressing it, but it's still inside you. So it's giving it room to manifest and to become bigger than what it is. There's no room for healing if you're not addressing what the issue is. Studies have shown that children's brains are literally shaped by traumatic events, which can lead to problems with anger, addiction, and even criminal activity. Again, we're going to go back to my personal experience with childhood trauma. I had all of the above. I was always angry. I developed a bad shopping addiction, and I even spent time in prison. We'll address each topic differently on another episode. This is just showing how traumatic events can shape the things that happen in your future. And it took for me to experience some mental health issues with one of my children to sit back and reflect on my life, my children, what was going on, and my parenting. And that let me that led me back to my childhood. So having to address my own childhood trauma was the only way to help my child because as much as it hurt me to address the traumatic things from my childhood, it helped me be a better parent to my children and just an overall better person. Because when you're walking around and you're angry all the time, it turns you into this angry person and any little thing just ticks you off and you're just mad, but you're mad and you're inflicting those emotions on the wrong people. Like I was mad that I didn't have my mom growing up. I was mad that, you know, when I was younger, before I was able to, you know, find my way, that I wasn't able to have that close-knit type connection with family members. I was mad that I didn't have an unbreakable bond with my sibling. I was mad about a lot of things, but when I got older and I 
dealt with it, I realized that none of that was my fault. It was not my fault. I was a child. My parents made the choices that they made. So therefore, those choices shaped how my childhood was and shaped how I would be as a young adult because I was a very angry young adult. And I mean, child, for those of you that know me, you know. In my opinion, there are so many people that are not healing from childhood trauma because they don't want to be transparent and accept the truth that they experienced the childhood trauma. Because admitting that you had some form of childhood trauma is like saying your parents or whoever raised you did something wrong. And to be honest, everyone in their life has done something wrong at one point. There's no perfect person. So saying that some things were done wrong doesn't necessarily mean you're saying they're a bad person. There's nothing wrong with admitting that you've experienced childhood trauma. Because again, some childhood traumas were done because that was how your parent, your grandparent, your relative, or whoever raised you were taught. And until things are unlearned, the cycle will continue. So you have to unlearn certain things in order to be able to heal from your childhood trauma so that you don't pass that trauma on to your children. Healing from childhood trauma does not happen overnight and it can take years. I can honestly tell you it can take years. But to heal, you must be honest, open, and willing to accept the fact that you did experience the trauma. How are you going to heal the wound if you keep denying it's a wound? When I say heal, I mean heal, not put a bandaid over, over it. And when something happens, the bandaid is off. Now that wound is revealed. Healing means you are honest about the trauma that happened, you're willing to address it, you reflect on it, and you find ways to put it behind you and move on. I'm not saying you're ever going to forget it because I'm not going to never forget anything I experienced as a child. However, I can address it and not be emotional and move on and discuss it. Shit, sometimes I even make jokes about it, but that's just me. I know that childhood trauma is a very touchy subject. The thing about healing from childhood trauma is you must be willing to accept what happened and let it go. Now, again, I know some people are going to say that they experienced childhood traumas by their parents and their parents don't want to admit that they did the trauma. So how am I supposed to heal if they don't admit it? But healing from your childhood trauma has nothing to do with your parent admitting that they did something to you. Healing from your childhood trauma means I've addressed my childhood trauma. I admitted that it happened. I'm honest about what happened. And now I can take the necessary steps to heal from it so that I can put it in the past and leave it there. It has nothing to do with your parents or grandparents or whoever raised you taking accountability for their role that they played. And that's where a lot of people make the mistake in trying to heal from their childhood trauma. Because let me tell you something. There are some parents out there who will act like you had the best childhood in the world and they didn't inflict any trauma on you. That's an issue that they have to deal with, not you. That's not something that you have to address. You know what happened. You know how it made you feel. So in order to address it, you have to be open and honest with yourself to admit that it happened, to admit that you can address it and to find a way to deal with it and put it behind you because you can't keep living in the past moving forward to the future. And I know that sometimes the past dictates what our future is going to be. But if you keep taking 10 steps backwards, how do you ever expect to move forward to heal from the trauma? Again, your parents do not have to take accountability about the trauma that was inflicted upon you or whoever raised you. You have to be willing 
to take those steps, to be honest, open, and accept that it happened and accept the fact that your parents may not never admit that they played a role in the childhood trauma that you experienced. But sometimes you have to take things for what it is, work on it, to work on it, to be a better you. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to have the best relationship and I'm not saying you're going to have the worst relationship with a parent or the relative or whoever inflicted the childhood trauma on you. What I'm saying is in order for you to be a better person for yourself and if you have children for your children and if you're in a relationship for your significant other, you have to address things about you first before you can be better for anyone else. You come first. So if your mental health is not good and your feelings about yourself is not good and everything about you is not good, how are you going to be a good person for anyone else? So you have to take the necessary steps to deal with the childhood trauma, whether the person that inflicted on you want to take accountability or not. It just doesn't happen. You know, it's some individuals who witness or I mean, I'm not witness who experienced sexual molestation from a relative or they were raped when they were younger by a relative. Do you honestly think that relative is going to admit that they molested you or they raped you when they were younger? No, they're not going to admit it. So guess what? You have to do the work to deal with the trauma and get over the trauma without them admitting they played a part in it. You know that it happened. You know what you went through. You know how you felt. You know all the things that transpired. So there's no need for you to have them have to admit that they did it. Sometimes people say that in order for them to get over things, they need closure. I don't agree with that. I feel like the closure is you dealing with it and you accepting it for what it is. I don't need somebody to come to me and have a conversation with me and apologize for doing me wrong. I know that they did me wrong. You don't have to come and admit you did me wrong because I know that you did me wrong. So guess what? I'm going to accept that you did that. I'm going to accept that you for what you did and I'm going to move on and I'm going to treat you accordingly. Now, my tactics are not going to be the same tactics for everyone else because I tend to take things to the far extreme at times when I feel like I've been done wrong. The old inch, not the new inch. So I'm one of those people that you do something to me, I give you so many chances that when I'm done, you can never get next to me again. And that's just how I deal with things. So some people be like, oh, that's holding a grudge. How are you getting over something if you're holding a grudge? And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not holding a grudge. I'm remembering facts. And I remember what happened. I remember what you did to me several times. There's no chance of you getting close to me again for you to do it to me again. Because a mistake made once is a mistake. A mistake made twice, three times, four times, that's a choice. So you chose to do those things to me and you felt like there wasn't anything wrong with it because you continuously made that choice to do those things. So guess what? Now you're dead to me. I have mental funerals all the time. Well, I kill people in my head all the time. You're dead to me. I don't wish no ill will. I don't wish no bad on you. I don't wish anything like that on you. However, you can't get next to me again. And sometimes dealing with childhood trauma, that's how you have to be. I'm not saying you got to kill off your parents or kill off the relative that raised you, but you just might. If that individual was such a major factor in the childhood trauma that you experienced and you can't seem to get over because that person 
was the one to inflict that childhood trauma on you, then guess what? You may have to learn to feed them with a long spoon and love them from a distance. Because I love quite a few people, still got mad love for quite a few people who can never get next to me again. And that's just how it is. And it has nothing to do with, again, holding a grudge. No, it's called remembering facts. And again, I'm the type of individual, I give people multiple chances. And if you crossed me several times, I didn't cut you off. You cut yourself off. You handed me the scissors. And that's how it has to be with when you're dealing with your childhood trauma. You have to be open and honest that it happened. You have to be willing to do the work to address the childhood trauma. And once you address it, you have to continuously work on it. It's not going to be something that you just address today and it's going tomorrow. Dealing with childhood trauma is just like dealing with someone who broke your trust. It takes forever to get it back. But once you get back to you, once you get back to that healthy person, once you feel like you're, you're in a new space and you're more healthy and you're more positive, then you know you've dealt with your childhood trauma and you can move on and you can continuously take the steps to be a better you. Thanks for listening. And I hope you will join me next week where we will discuss communication. When I say communication, I speak of what is effective communication? What do you consider communication and what does effective, effective communication entail? And why is it so hard for people to be open and honest when they communicate? How do you deal with people who don't know how to communicate? We will talk about all of this on next week's Is It Just Me podcast.